When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I get you so it's just there these things are the computer ones and so they're meant for Short, something specific closer. yeah and so when I stand up or when I look away it's like you should get the ones that have well, bifocals kind of yeah welcome to other opinions that don't matter I'm Benjamin Franklin and I am Petunia Picklebottom there you have it folks uh, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin because you were bifocals right oh yeah yeah did I he invent like, them I was like who should I be so I decided to be a diaper bag brand. That's who I was, Petunia Picklebottom. Awesome. Um, I know. I was like, do I be Marie Curie? No. No. Marie Curious? That's how she saw things. Marie Curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Muy Curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Spanish is not, is no bueno, you guys. I had to text today. So we are so fortunate. We have a housekeeper that comes every two weeks to help us keep up with things. And she is lovely she's almost honestly kind of like family she's so nice anyway my neighbor was asking me for the referral and i really 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 wanted to just text because i do text with our housekeeper i wanted to text with her like from my brains straight to the text bubble but i get nervous so i put in what i think i should say into google translate and see what it says and it was no bueno Hmm. i mean it was it was a poquito bueno (laughs) <laughs> bueno-ish bueno adjacent um i'd say it's about 60 percent there. okay but there were two words i didn't know like do you have availability didn't know that word in french also, disponible n- also neighbor i didn't know in french neighbor <laughs> this is like <laughs> it started with an s i forget i even forget what it is because i have i've only used it once um so those two words i was like i don't know and then conjugations fuck fucking conjugations it's tough it's it's hard up in these streets for someone conjugating words i still am kind of stuck in present day like it's happening now you know what though the nice part about it is that you're trying and the the other person will get it yeah well i didn't send it i edited it um based on the things that i found out right do i know if it's perfect no because is google translate perfect i don't know either it has problems, mm-hmm. certainly, but it's getting better. Yeah. And I think I felt really proud because she had a little, oops, sorry, I know. She had a little typo in her text. And I was like, I think that's a stoy. And it just, the E is gone. It's just a stoy because that's not a word that I'm aware of. Mm. And I was correct. Could be like uh, shorthand, you know, like hey or instead of hello. No, no. it was definitely a typo. Okay. Um, anyway. I have a becherelle, which is the uh, the French one mm-hmm. for uh, conjugating. Yeah. And it's great. I hardly ever crack that book but when i do i was like we've had that book for a long time but i I do go into it just because there's some things that i'm i get really lost at you know outside of the present it's not you it's me my yawning oh that's okay i bore everyone no it's not you if you're yawning at home we're just warming up our dog you i my sleep has not been bueno bueno ish no not even bueno adjacent i blame the florida panthers that's it's a very specific situation so if you guys don't know there was a really 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 long hockey game last night my glasses crooked i looked in the video and i looked don't look in the video don't do it just 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 live with it um but there was a really long hockey game last night where the florida panthers and the north carolina hurricanes played so a normal hockey game, if you do not know, is three periods, each period being 20 minutes long. They got they have breaks in between anywhere from like 10 or 15 minutes to like a half an hour, 20 minutes. Yeah, 20, Something 24, like. no, it depends. Where, it, it, it depends on how many commercials are stuffing in. Anyways, there's breaks in between. So one game ends up running for about two, two and a half hours, depending. Yeah. Okay. They essentially, so... Normal, normal games outside of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You play your three periods. Are you proud that I know all this? I'm loving it. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you, I talked to my therapist about I'm this a little bit today. So um, 
they play three periods. She's a Canes fan, by the way. I think she's born from the race from there, uh, but I don't know because she's my therapist. I don't know shit about what's her address. Her. I'm okay. also going to need a dozen eggs. <laughs> um, anyway, she. So normal games played three periods again, each period being 20 minutes. And then if there, let's say no one scores in overtime in regular season, you go to a shootout and they keep doing that until someone wins. This is Stanley Cup playoffs. So there is no, no such thing as shootouts in the playoffs, which I appreciate to some extent. However, last night it kept going on and on and on. And they had four full overtimes right they they played a whole nother game almost four well like shy like 30 seconds yeah it was amazing and then the comical part is that the panthers ended up winning it's just the first game it's best out of seven so if you're a canes fan hang in there there's still time um but the panthers ended up winning and the hilarious thing to me is that we all could have saved ourselves like four hours if they just allowed that first goal they scored within the first 30 seconds of overtime but they called it back because that was goaltender interference and i don't have a dog in this fight I'm not from Florida. I'm not from North Carolina. I just, it, Sean likes hockey, so I don't mind watching it either. I don't think there was goaltender interference. Yeah, it was debatable. You know, He was in the blue paint barely, but I didn't see him pull the goal. Usually it's like if the goalie moves. Yeah. He, he, I didn't see him get moved, but whatever. I'm not a zebra. I don't make the calls. I'm not in Toronto, blah, blah, blah. I went to bed because I've been tired and also I was fighting a cold. Went to bed about... An hour later, Sean brings Roxy, and I kind of hear him open the door, and I'm like, okay. And then she proceeds to, like, lick herself forever. Yeah, she was up late. And um, and then I was woken up with that, and then Sean was like, oh, the game's almost over. And then he came in, and then I'd take her out. It was just, you guys, I tell you. Yeah. Broken sleep is not, there's no boy, not even bueno adjacent. No. It's not the Buena Vista social club, that's mm, for sure. It's definitely not. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I feel bad about it, but... Um, how do you function? You don't sleep at all. I don't sleep as much as you do, but I, I get uh, around seven hours of sleep. That's my jam. Yeah, but I don't know how you do that. I don't know. Feels good. Said you I wake need up. at least seven and a half. Remember, Doctor, what's his name? Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows that Doctor mm-hmm. uh, Walker Ranger, Texas, mm-hmm. is uh, a heck of a sleep doctor. He's Matthew Walker. Matthew Walker. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't know. I. I mean, this morning I woke up eight o'clock with her. I was like, okay, you got to go and try to get her to go outside. But, but then you went back to sleep. Yeah. Well, there was nothing doing. There was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't stay up. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Uh, so how's your, uh, oh, you're almost done with the artist way. I actually am finished, technically speaking. Well, you have a couple more pages to write. I do. Is it you like, uh, does it feel like school's about to be out? School's out for No, because it's. I think it's different because I want to do it. And I was already talking to uh, Karen, my neighbor that I'm doing this with, and my friends about this, that I'm going to continue doing it. You just start at the very beginning or you just pick up into different chapters? I'm going to pick up into different chapters because there's a lot of tasks. So each chapter, I might even reread some of them because there's a lot to digest. And it feels like I couldn't even tell you what I'm working on this week. You know, like it's like too much and I'm not sleeping well. So, but um each chapter has a lot to process and a lot of tasks at the end, essentially homework assignments, but they're, they're just, some of them are just thought, like, think about this and write about this. That's essentially the two options. But there are so many that I didn't do either because of time constraints or because I wasn't really sure what she meant. And now I kind of understand more. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back and try to do some of those. And I'm still going to keep doing my morning pages. I just think, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and here's why I know journaling works. I've been talking about it forever. Do I do it all the time? No, but doing it all the time means that instead of me making myself crazy, do you know, I don't know if anybody knows this about me. I think Sean probably does, but I'm pretty persistent. If I want something, if I'm striving for something, I like work and push and ask and ask. I'll, I just, until I get the thing. Do you know what I mean? You're tenacious, tenacious K. Tenacious K. That's my rap name. Um, That can mean that I either drive other people crazy or because I'm kind of a people pleaser, I drive myself crazy with it. Where I'm like, why isn't isn't this happening? Why isn't this happening? But I don't do that anymore because I write about it and then I get over it. Because it's usually the things I don't have any control over. It's not like there's anything I can actively do. So 
the practice of just fucking venting and bitching about stuff <sighs> lets it out. Nice. It's beautiful. I highly recommend it. I actually think you'd like the artist. Way. I was tempted to get it for you. Can I just borrow yours? No. Oh. I have highlighted in notes in the margins. Oh, okay. That's yeah. how I use my books. No, that's good. I always appreciate finding a book like that, especially when you're uh, perusing a collection of books. Like when we mm-hmm. go to the dermatologist, mm-hmm. um, they have a beautiful set of books. Tons of beautiful books the, there. This, it, what a it's waiting room. It's a beautiful room. artist. It's a beautiful artist. It's a beautiful office. It's stunning. Whoever did the design work. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like I'm paying for it. We probably like, are. Oh, that's a We actually, bill. we're not because we're just going there for like medical stuff. But you know who is, is the people who get Botox and lifts and think about the it. The people with all the bandages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another entrance I had to go in for uh, another appointment. I don't even know why I had to go. Oh, it was when I had that weird rash, remember, that wouldn't go away. It was dermatitis, they said. And because our doctor wasn't available, I had to go to a different doctor who I think only does mostly that okay. stuff. And it was in another entrance with an even nicer office, a little waiting room. But it was very... It felt like that's where you go when you don't want anybody to see you. Yeah. It was like this side door with this nice waiting room, nobody in it, but this one lady who just said, you must be Miss St. Louis. And I was like, yes, I am. And she's like, have a seat. We'll be with you in a minute. Right. And then somebody went Hello? out. Well, that somebody went out and the door, it wasn't my door. It was like next to the door. Like they were like, we'll see you later, Mrs. Whatever. And then I heard another door open and I was like, oh, I'm in like one of those secret like med spas in LA. Right. Where you like sneak in and they pull you out the back and you get in a Barbara car. Barbara Walters, what are you doing here? And nobody. And she's like, oh, my nose fell off. <laughs> um, So it was that. Okay. Well, that, that waiting room is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when you go in there, it's very strange to me that people don't read or aren't attracted to books. So it's a beautiful room with a, we have, a floor we have to ceiling. A, a phone book. Yeah, but I like the smell of a book. Not I, a bathroom book. No, but I love a real book. I, I too. Yeah, I, especially an older book where the pages have that texture. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, and 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 they. It. I don't know if yeah, it's the, the glue or the pages. It's the smell. So, I, I've gone there three times now, three mm-hmm. or four times. Mm-hmm. Every time I go in, because it's a giant wall, floor to ceiling, beautiful. Yeah, these like tons curved. of books architecture whatever you're into yeah you know um i'm certainly attracted to the architecture books i look in those and Mm -hmm. but i i've seen most of those books there's the imp one that i really like Mm -hmm. the photography is beautiful but i saw hotel new hampshire in there and i was like oh "Oh, i love that book i love it i love it so i picked it up and i was flipping through it and someone had left notes in it and it's a funny it's a great book Mm -hmm. and i was like who who left these notes i mean when was it read Mm-hmm. What was where was the person when they were doing? You know, I, my why mind were they reading going, it? Yeah. And I lost myself in in flipping through this book. But when I uh, looked up because they called my name, there was six other people in the room, and none of them were interested in this beautiful collection of books. Mm-hmm. They were all on their phone. The phone it, was like this, I know. and and I get it. I do it too. I'm I'm on my phone a lot. And it was just kind of sad that the books were decoration. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Great Gatsby, where like the books weren't real. If anybody read the book, I don't. I watched the film, and the film just did not do it justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were parts of it that I felt like it did a good job of, but the the idea of it being a facade yeah. that it was all like a fake, and they pull at one of the books, and it's just the this is the stupidest thing. And we talked about this in school at the time, and I forget the significance. I could I could try to remember, but anyway, our, uh, the book was cut, so it was just the, the spine, just the spine, and like an inch. And I remember thinking that was when I was reading it, I'm like, that's so weird because why not just leave it? It's obviously there. Why are you cutting it out? You know? And my teacher had said something, if I remember something to the effect of that, it just showed how little respect there was for actual learning, earning, and like being a real person that they didn't see that to be valuable. So it wasn't even like, oh, I need to really pretend to make it look real. It was like, uh, nobody cares about books. Just chop the, just chop it off. Give I me the parts to look. To look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Wait, wait. I don't know if that's correct, but that was from what my memory serves me from. Like, oh, I don't know what was that like? Middle school, high school? I read Greg Gatsby. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. Interesting. Books are fun though. I do enjoy books. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish. I could be a Kindle person. Maybe I could be convinced because my brother went over to the Kindle land. You know what would work? And this is just an idea. Mm-hmm. Again, we're the idea people. Yeah. Um, is if the Kindle had like a little scent insert. Oh, it's about the smell for you. Yeah. Uh, so if, you know, like, let's say it's charging port. There was mm-hmm. a, a little capsule 
and there was a scent old book smell yeah 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 yeah. and but you could scroll through on your phone and this capsule would produce multiple smells because it would have like different ingredients that you could combine and a little fan or something would would waft out (laughs) you know popcorn or something or you know whatever you should just have a kindle that has like 400 books on it and then have one book that you go every so often what are you doing were you just smelling the book i love oh, the leather bound ones yeah. <laughs> european um let's see I'm french 19th century mm-hmm, mm-hmm. german <laughs> typesetting was done with a ah uh, yeah. yeah oh my god ah <sighs> oh uh just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening in pakistan and macau oh macau macau I want to go to Macau. That's uh, Sin City, apparently. It is. It's Sin City of the East, right? It was, well, it is uh, part of China, but it is a, Hmm. yes, much like Hong Kong. It's a special, special? (laughs) (laughs) There's a new word for you folks, a special. You and Larry. Yeah. A special regional administration, SRA or something like that. Okay. What does that mean? I think they have some sort of autonomy from the communist Chinese Chinese party. Um, oh, okay. Not full autonomy, of course, because that would be crazy. Because that wouldn't be very communist of them. But it was a, a territory that was controlled by a different country because China had been broken up at one point. Yeah, because yeah. I thought it was its own country or... It's sor- it was run by Portugal, I believe. Mm. It was a Portuguese colony. And yeah. then Portugal handed it back to China because obviously China is in control. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, comrade. <laughs> right? Are they listening? I always. <laughs> Ni hao. <laughs> Oh, only- sure, Jenna Duran. <laughs> Guaylo. <laughs> Guaylo. Oh, my God. That's all I got. That's all we know. Yep. Um, what was I saying? Oh. Macau. Macau, yeah. So thank you we for have listening. listeners in Macau. Yeah. And there was, like, I think we we're like number 20 in the entertainment section what? on Apple. And I was That's like, pretty what? good for Macau because they are the in- one of the entertainment capitals, I would presume. I know. It's us and um, um, that other person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. Speaking of entertainment, I'm excited. Next week I get to go to New York. I'm in a New York state of mind. And all that jazz. Yeah, I've really been craving New York. I'm bummed that you can't go. We'll have to plan a trip. Be honest. You probably want to go by yourself. I mean, not really. I actually like going with you. We have fun. Yeah. I enjoy traveling. High drinks. Mm -hmm. Is Jared going to be there at the same time? I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. No, because I think he'll still be in London, England. Yeah. But maybe not. Um, no, because he just got to London, England. A uh, member of our team, Jared, who we love very much. He He's in New York sometimes. He lives in L.A. So I'm excited to go. Oh, did you see he was posting for a mural? He, he needed an artist? Yes, he needed an artiste so in I, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a person who I know loosely through the internet um, mm-hmm. and through Shalene Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was one of Shalene's... Um, Assistants or No something. fan, like... She was using her programs and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think when we did the uh, the digital happy hour, I think she oh. had uh, participated in that or something. If you guys want, is it still on the internet? No, that's gone. Oh, it's on the internet somewhere because once it's on the internet, you right. can't get rid of it. Back so, in the day. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Well, tell them what the digital happy hour was. No, I was just going to finish up. Okay, so there's a, a person that was part of that and um, she's an artist. She's an artist. And, oh, very you know, cool. she's in Brooklyn. Um, she does great work. It's pretty oh, interesting looking awesome. stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe good. I made the connection. I, I told Jared, I told her, and then they, they started talking today. Awesome. And he said, the price looks right. I'm going to look at her art, but I think she'll probably get the she's, gig. Yeah, she's good. So that's cool. You know, if you can Yay. connect people. I love to be the connector. Yeah. Nothing more exciting. We've done that a lot with I'm going to send a bill to who? That's what I'm going to, that'll be my next note. Mm-hmm. Who do I send the bill to? Who, who, I want my finder's fee. Finder's fee? Um, we've done that a ton with our, account right <laughs> which sounds not as sexy as that but it's also equally if not more so important you should be and an open uh rolodex for for anyone that you think you know sh- not not everyone no but people that you think could benefit from it if you have that information and you think it could be helpful for both parties why yeah. not do it it bugs me when people silo information i do love this new trend in general with tiktok and social media and stuff is, is like hashtag no gatekeepers oh no gatekeeping because you shouldn't you shouldn't keep it to yourself it doesn't make anybody better i don't understand that like it's mine thing we have that we've encountered some people like that over the years and i've never really understood that bunch of golems never understood that um i just yeah never got that okay digital happy hour really quick because i think it's funny for people to hear before yours truly was online 
right? I wouldn't think I was online at all. No. This is way back in the day. Um, we'd probably been dating for like a year. Yeah, uh, maybe more. No, because I think we lived in Santa Monica at the time, didn't we? So it'd be. We did. So then I had started YouTube, but no. very, very early. They didn't coincide. Um, it was in 2009, 2010. Okay, so Maybe right. even 2008. No, because I met you and you hadn't done it yet. And I okay. met, well, I met you in 08, I guess. But anyway, it does, doesn't matter. We're just rambling. Um, Digital Happy Hour was... One of my harebrained schemes. Yeah, as as an idea Sean had, which arguably was a great one. It was just, you didn't stick with it. And I think it could have been executed better in some ways. So the the idea, you can correct me because this is is your harebrained idea. And I'm just, I was like not even a participant. I was just a viewer. So Sean and Lamar, his business partner, did the digital happy hour where, and it's just funny, even digital happy hour, people wouldn't call it that anymore. But it was in in partnership with charlie palmer who was a restaurateur out of new york and he had a a restaurant in orange county at south coast plaza at the time and i'm forgetting what it was even called but so every week on thursday uh yes they would start at five o'clock yeah four or five o'clock something like that they would have a two hour yeah live streamed happy hour where they would taste food talk about the food have drinks and then we'd also incorporated the uh, the center because it's a collection of high-end mm-hmm. uh, stores so the clothing would be sean got to wear like xenia yeah all sorts of it was very nice yeah i felt pretty fancy you i'd go in and get it, fittings but... and and i would borrow that's a really interesting thing is that high-end stores if you have an event to go to mm-hmm. that's a significant event they'll dress you yeah if if the manager's cool with it and yeah. Which I guess we should have tapped into for events we went to. We just never did. I did a couple of times for going over to um, the concert hall. No, I'm saying for like our events. Oh, yeah. We never did that. Well, I don't know anyone who runs stores anymore. Like mm. used to be in with the Louis Vuitton manager there. and Yeah. Um, anyways. So anyway, Sean would do this every week. And I went down with Rocio once and we had snacks and watched it because you're like sitting off to the side because it's happening in the restaurant. Imagine like three or four people sitting at a high top table with lights and cameras on them. <laughs> in this like area and then the rest of you are just like eating dinner and doing your thing yeah so the chef is an exceptional 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 chef Mm -hmm. and uh he was always bringing out some new crazy thing he was doing we were wearing fun clothes um and then we had an audience behind us but it was also a high-end bar uh area behind us Mm -hmm. and then we were just streaming it live yeah well they had like you know wine or cocktails and food but we get like twelve thousand people tuning in which was crazy yeah that's a big number today. And You're they'd like, have different people on. Like uh, you had Shalene Johnson as one of them because yeah. um, Sean had worked with her and stuff. And so they had different, you know, online celebrities. I hadn't worked sort. with her yet. Um, oh, that's she, how you met her? Yeah. Uh, I think my sister had recommended, oh, there's this lady that I mm-hmm. follow uh, in Orange County. Reach out. And I did. And she was like, yeah, I'd love to be on. And so yeah. that, that was one episode. We had a lot of people on. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. It was way before its time. And yeah, it was just a, a silly Thing. Sean would get schlackered talk yeah, to people sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it, anyway so that was that happened for what like three months maybe mm, I think we did a full year we did a commitment of uh no it, wasn't it was that every long. week for it was six months six months yeah, yeah. I was like it wasn't a full year because it yeah it didn't seem like that long Mm-mm. to me no and then interest kind of waned on mm-hmm. behalf of the uh the, the participants <laughs> <laughs> like you you mean no 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 um the the oh, center like, wasn't they oh. didn't want to put more money into it basically it's like getting a show on netflix and then being yeah. canceled you know yeah you had like one season and yeah and like, i was okay. i was happy with doing mm-hmm. it It was fun yeah um, so sean was way up, way ahead of his time live broadcast yeah but it you know it was it's kind of cool i think that's a cool thing about you is you're always like at, always up on things and ahead of the curve in some ways you're like quick to adopt things and try things out well it's thank a good you. quality that's nice mm-hmm I appreciate the kind words. Mm-hmm. So um, what else is going on? Oh, well, uh, like I said, um, Pakistan and Macau are tuning in. So mm, that's good. Yes. And yes, it's really interesting to see that Pakistan is tuning in because I just, I don't know what, what do we have to offer? But uh, the numbers are, are great there. Conversation, Sean. I guess. Conversation. Something that may have dawned on me is maybe people use us as uh, conversational English. Oh, possibly. English as a second language. Maybe we speak very clearly. Not not I. Not I. Not it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, thank you for, for listening. And um, Oh, I learned something terrible. Are you okay. ready? 
I, so you guys know, or maybe you don't, if you don't know, I've been battling what I would, I don't, my dermatologist calls it melasma, so I'll just call it melasma. Although I don't, I don't know if I had a proper diagnosis. I've been asked that a couple of times. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. So um, a plastic surgeon and True. dermatologist. True. Both. But I don't, I, I'm like proper, di- I don't even know what that means, you know? So anyway, been battling it forever and I used muesli uh, topical cream and it made it so much better. And then it kind of went away and then it kind of came back. And I was reading that topical creams are just like that. There's no way for you to get rid of melasma. Yeah, it's an anti-inflammation uh, lifestyle that you have to adopt, right? Yeah, That's but have you, you read an anti-inflammatory lifestyle? I mean, what do you eat? No fun at all. Yeah, yeah you, you can't have anything spicy. Uh, peppers are a no-go. Um, beef, red meat is a no-go. How is that inflammatory? Um, a grain, like gluten, no yeah. go. Buy pasta, buy bread, buy life. Even some berries can be inflammatory. It was fucking crazy. If you really no alcohol, um, uh, there was no no pop, no. Anyway, the list goes on and on and on and on. No fun. No fun. No sun. No sun. Might as well put me in a casket now and just call it a day. You vampire. Yeah. Katie, it's time to rise, honey. <laughs> I know. Good evening. I uh, hope uh, I hope you have my spinach ready. Um, <laughs> anyways, because <laughs> that's Vampire all I can eat. Um, so I'm just not up for that. Yeah. And so after I read that, I have decided, you guys let me know if you think this is wackadoo, but I do know when I spray my face with the Sandro Pace, right? I don't notice it. Spray tan. It, yeah. So I think I'm just going to start spray tanning yeah. and do this to the melasma. I think I think a lot of women do that. A lot of women get uh, spray tans to yeah to just hide, hide the the discoloration. Yeah, like um, some men who are bald, such as myself, they mm-hmm. do um, spray hair. That's not the same. Yeah, some people get tattoos. Some people use shoe oh, polish. Who was that YouTuber that he got a tattoo because he was bald? Fousey tube, and it was so. And in person, it was even worse. But I was just like, buddy, there's nothing wrong with being bald. You know who did it really good. There was the guy, he was on CNN for a while. He's a, a commentator, so he'd bop around between the shows. And he mm-hmm. was uh, kind of, um, he's like a personality. And he was okay. covered in tattoos, like all over his arms and everything. But on his head, he had done tattoos of hair, but it was like greaser style hair. Oh, like, yes, I've seen he had that. The, the, the yeah, the little curly, curly thing. thing. And it was like blue and black all over. It looked pretty cool. And I was like, that takes big brass clackers, you know, to you know, do it. You that would hurt? I don't know. I've never had a tattoo. Oh, well, that's not true. I have one tattoo right on my calf. That's not a tattoo. That's called someone shoved a pencil. It was in. my own doing. I, oh, you did. Yeah, yeah I was walking home. My I remember brother when has I, one of those too. My Adidas backpack from back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember those. They're flat bottom and the two handles. Mm-mm. Not backpack, but like school bag. No, I don't know the difference between a school bag oh, and a backpack. I should bring that back then. Bring it on back. Yeah. Reach out to Adidas. Bring it back. Bring it back again. Um, I cruise around. But yeah, so Sean uh, got lead. Yeah, pen- the pencil, pencil lead poked through my bag. Of so all why things. would you want to bring that bag back? It's pr- they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They're fake leather. Nothing why do like they call some... it pleather when it's uh, it should be fleather? Yeah, faux leather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fleather. Plastic leather. Maybe that's where the. I think probably or polyurethane is what it is. Oh, is that really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Um, only because my dry cleaner says like polyurethane warning and it's like faux leather blah 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 oh. can peel yada yada so that's why whenever I, I hear urethane I always this is weird a word association I always get urethra I don't oh, know so why you're like pee mm. yeah <laughs> that, well that's how I <laughs> I have got to pee yeah. um, but my brother has a tattoo like that also and no other tattoos right. but tattoos I mean I don't find them to be cra- like crazily painful I actually they're super addicting so do uh, you know test at your own risk but they do wear your system out. Like, remember when I got the one on my rib who we went to grab food later with Larry and I was just like, Bleh. like I couldn't, my body was like, that was a lot. Sure. You're so stimulating your, is it your central nervous system that gets stimulated? Like something I, is, I mean, I would assume, I would assume that would be the one that would be stimulated, but it's also just uh wounding your body. Your wound response is triggered. So I'd assume it, it it's your central nervous system, but also like your limbic system and certain parts of your nervous system where it's like, we're under threat. Oh my God. Send the white blood cell. You know, <laughs> like goes into panic. Everybody panic. We're being, we're under attack. Right. 
And it just goes to the they charge down there. Got to see what's going on. <laughs> I wish we had an animation of that right now. That'd be great. A bunch of little Katie's running in. What's happening? <laughs> Did you hear? I heard. I, there's an attack. <laughs> where? Where? Let's go. It's on the right rib. Tell all your friends we're going it now. It keeps happening over and over. <clears throat> yes. All right. Oh, uh, we watched. Well, I watched and you... You, you were like just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Altamont, uh, Give Me Shelter, the Rolling Stones documentary. Oh, Altamont. God, yeah, I was along for the ride. I was not, um, this would be akin to you not even realizing you're in a car and someone just takes off. <laughs> Sean was like, I was reading uh, the last chapter of my book and I like, I don't know, had like half a page left and he just hit, pl- I thought it was a YouTube video. And so I was like, Sean likes to watch his old YouTube videos. That's fine. And then like two minutes later, I put my book away. He's like, oh, you're done already. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the chapter's only like five pages long or something. And then he's like, oh. And then he hit pause on it because he was going to get something. I was like, oh, my God, we have like two hours of whatever the fuck this is. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> if you're interested in seeing the death of the summer of love, the the end of the hippie movement. Is before- that the end of it, you think? It's like the beginning of the end? It's a dark chapter and yeah. Mm. Well, it's such an interesting, I think in in like a perfect world, the hippie movement is beautiful. And I think that's part of what draws people to like Japan, for instance, because we were talking, remember we got a letter, um, I think it was a, was it Amy that sent it? I think it was, but it might be someone else. Sorry if it was you and I, I'm not remembering. Um, but about like the way that they take care of things you know and like a respect like like, oh it was me i was reading a thing on tiktok someone was showing on tiktok how japan's different but amy sent us some photos of japan but Mm. what they were saying is like that the cars at the car dealerships have keys in them because no one's going to steal them and kids wear the little yellow hat when they're like minors and they're like going to protect the children and they just let them go and they do their thing and you watch out for their best interest and just this overall sense of like shared community and mutual respect and I think I don't know if that's what the hippie movement is. No, but hang in with me. I think part of that, like, uh, quote unquote, perfect, you know, uh, environment is connected to that in the same way. It's just from a different culture. Okay. So in America, I think our idea was like, no, we're all in this together. We're part of this, this free love movement. We just want to like hang out and chill out. And I don't want anybody telling me what to do. You, you're free to use your body and do whatever you want with your body. And I'm free to do whatever I want with my body. And I think it was kind of the, like us busting out of this very restrictive, probably straight jacket feeling kind of world. Right. Where, you know, women have certain roles, men have certain roles, and there's not much flexibility there. And that can feel very suffocating. And I think, I know those don't seem connected, but I think in a way it's connected to like the shared responsibility, shared space, shared mutual respect. Mm -hmm. And it'd be all fine and dandy, but not everybody always signs up for that. Yeah, there was, there's so many elements at play Mm -hmm. in that era. Like everyone thinks, oh, it's the hippie movement but you have a lot of different things going on as society was changing rapidly mm-hmm. but there there's a dark element that's involved you know mm-hmm. um and in this documentary it's just it's wonderful to, that we have motion picture cameras mm-hmm. because you're able to record for you know as long as we can protect the the the, the material you know yeah. if the hard drive doesn't go bad if the film doesn't rot whatever yeah there's all sorts of things or if, or if wherever it's being stored doesn't go up in flames right, right? that's like, why we got to get off this planet so we can keep a record of things you know like the voyager space sh- uh, spaceship uh uh-huh. or satellite send I it say. out there with some copies of shit yeah <clears throat> everybody um, starts launching things into the into space <laughs> okay sean three panspermia yeah uh so just dig a big hole and put it way down deep that that's also one way to time protect it from you know unless the planet blows up but if you're a time capsule is a pretty good idea right mm-hmm. because it the surface of the earth is susceptible to damage did anybody ever participate in time capsules write in to otdmpod at gmail.com because i've participated in many and i wonder what happened with those time capsules <coughs> do you know what i mean i wrote some letters i left some items one in my high school one in college i think I feel like I've been a part of a few of those, and yet I don't know what happened to them. It's not for you to know. It's hopefully they're preserved, but, you know, um, what was the, did you guys put a time limit on them? I don't know. That's what I I don't remember. 
I just they, sometimes it's like a five year, a hundred year. Well, we opened year. one from like the thirties. What? When I was in school. No way. And then that was the. I think. I don't know how they did it. <coughs> I don't know if they, where they buried it. If it was on the prop. I, I don't even know. I think that's wonderful. But yeah, are you gonna make it? <clears throat> the water. It's choking me. The water's choking me. <laughs> Sean always has different excuses about his his sneezes or coughs, and it usually is something to the effect of, ah, that pepper, it got me. Spicy things hit the back of my throat. I think it's because I have tonsils. Oh, you still have your tonsils? (laughs) See? They jiggle when I wiggle Mm -hmm. my tongue. Yeah. So this documentary, Mm -hmm. it's just wonderful to be able to look back in time and see people's behaviors. We have audio recordings. It's not like... Like, if you want to know what happened in 1790, which isn't that long ago, it's, you know, uh, words on a page, which is great. At least we can write. Mm-hmm. We were able to document things. Um, there's paintings. Mm-hmm. But no one was even doing flip books, you know, animation. Yeah. Um, so we didn't know what the perception of motion was. Maybe someone knew, but either way, I'm getting in the weeds. To be able to look at the Gimme Shelter documentary, and I'm a huge fan of the Stones, but it helps you put things in perspective to kind of see what they're going through at the time and how it shapes their careers, because we know that they go on from 1969 to now. I mean, there, there's been so many things that they've done since then, it but was, to live yeah. with that, it's a horrible story. I also realized, not that I need to realize this because I could have guessed ahead of time, I could never never have been part of the free love hippie movement it's a little gross they're a little dirty i don't enjoy people being really stoned really stoned and flailing about and like putting their body on my no 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 no, no. i'm not a fan of non-consensual touch get away from me you stinky smelly hippie i also the whole time they're at this concert you guys it's a free concert on in some speedway in california up by san francisco altamont yeah altamont the whole time I'm thinking, where the fuck are these people going to the bathroom? Right there. And that in and of itself, I'm out, man. Yeah. Tapping out. Count me out. Uh, Do you remember that concert that we went to up in Mammoth? The outdoor mm-hmm. blues and beer, beer and blues fest? And those toilets were terrible. And I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to go. Right? I don't want to. Yeah. Remember, what was it Gabe said? I put the. Topping on the Sunday. And I was like, absolutely. He's like, yeah, I went in there. I hovered over the but. pit. I'm like, I can't. I can't even walk by the row of those toilets. I actually remember Jessica and I walked to this farther. Like there was ones off into the side. I don't think people realize. And those ones were practically untouched. Nice. And so I went pee over there. But yeah, I'm out, man. Yeah. I can't hang. I, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself like a prissy girl. Like I don't need a lot of like extra things, but I'm not peeing or pooing in a field with a thousand other like thousands of other random stoned dirty hippies it was pretty gross so they're <laughs> the the premise of the film is that the rolling stones i believe they weren't par- uh sorry woodstock happened mm-hmm. um it did just right. kidding woodstock the first one it happens mm-hmm. and the stones aren't participants of it mm-hmm. i don't know why they probably had something else going on you know yeah um and so, but they wanted to have a concert as well. A free concert. A free concert. And was Woodstock free? No, mm. I don't believe it was. But I think what happened was it was overwhelmed by the people, the masses that showed up. So it became free. Oh, gotcha. So the Stones said, you know, we're going to throw one. We're going to throw it in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They were originally going to throw it in Golden Gate Park. That could, they couldn't get the permits because they're like, how are you? Yeah, people are like, how are people going to park here? 500,000 people, there? two like, million people are going to show up, you know, yeah. for a free concert. And this is the epicenter you're going to ruin the city. We can't do it. So they didn't get permits. Then they moved it somewhere else. That place is canceled. Ultimately, the owner of the Speedway says, you can do it on my property, but anything that's damaged, you're going to have to pay for it. So they negotiate and you get to see this, like the negotiation of the concert. And the people in the back negotiating, it's such a funny time because the the way that people talked is so interesting. Yes, this lawyer from San Francisco. In his little black circle classes. What a dapper gentleman. You can see like, what does San Francisco, what is a lawyer? cool office. I want that office. He had a chandelier in his office. Yeah, and and he had like rows of books with like a little thing that you'd ride, like the little ladder hook. I've always wanted one of those. A great cast of characters. And you're looking into the past and you're you're following, you know, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's the, uh, the blocks, the building blocks of what turns out to be a disaster. Yeah. And so 
You can see where they go awry in a couple of ways. They put the concert on. But they did not set it up ahead of time because of all these cancellations and where is it going to be and blah, blah, blah. So there was no time to, in my mind, immediately I was like, well, where are the bathrooms? We already, we already touched on that. Also, is there any fencing to keep people away from like expensive electrical equipment? How are they bringing in this equipment? How are they going to set it up? Where are people going to be? You know, even just the perimeter. Where are the trailers? How are the the Rolling Stones going to get to the actual stage? Like you think of things that could be dangerous or things that could be a little like people get in a frenzy. Because um, we've seen it with YouTube where things are not planned and people have to walk out. Remember Tyler Oakley at that vlogger yeah. fair? I was like, homeboy's going to get trampled. Somebody's got to protect him. Like there are certain random things you have to think about. And that was not part of it. So they put on the concert. They are building the venue the day of they're putting up their scaffolding mm -hmm. the stage everything's being built while and there's 500,000 there's 500,000 people that have descended on this, mm -hmm. this and some patch. of them are helpful but they're also super high so you're <laughs> like seeing one guy's like i was trying to help and like i'm like that guy's not helping shit mm -hmm. he's like i was protect they got electrical equipment i'm like don't let that guy touch anything electrical. Yeah, the one guy who's running around the field <laughs> you're like that dude thinks he's a pigeon uh, it was insane. And they're all drinking giant jugs of, I would assume, hooch or wine. Something like that. And it and was... They're just walking in with like blankets. And there's and so many people and they just, the crowd keeps growing. And then the stones come in and they go to their trailers, which happen to be like little travel road trailers. This is not... Yeah, like I hook it up to my little SUV and... And they're right with the crowd. Uh -huh. So like, it's not like they're behind the scenes. Uh, and again, they're not behind the stage. There's no protection for them. Well, there was protection. This is well, part yes, of it. Well, yes, but not. I'm just saying like their trailer's just out there sitting in the field. Right. Like they just dropped them off. They hired the Hells Angels to uh, run security and things. Anyways, you should watch it. I'm not going to tell you any more about it. It's a fascinating documentary. If you're into rock documentaries, Give Me Shelter is the name of it. Mm -hmm. we, was it on Netflix? I think it was on YouTube TV, but it could uh, be on Netflix. Something like this. You can just Google it. Just look for it. Um, I really think it's it's a fascinating look into what went wrong and um, kind of it's it's known as the end of that uh, that era. Mm. Um, it was mildly entertaining. How many stars would you give it? Like four out of five. Ten. Ten. Okay, out of ten, I would give it a seven and a half. But I don't really like stuff like that. I, I mean, I don't mind a little bit. It could have been half as long. Mm. I don't need to see that much hippie boob shaking. Uh, there wasn't that much of that. It was, it was more drunk people. I just it, the whole thing was just I was I didn't sign up for it, yeah. and I ended up being along for the ride of it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> <laughs> mixed review it was a non-consensual documentary viewing <laughs> yeah i okay oh well that's a bummer hey I, I saw something on why are you bummed if i don't like something it's okay i know but i just i really liked it and i love rock documentaries i know you do i've watched so many of them i think that's why i'm not so like yeah if it was a country music festival documentary you'd probably be into it i'll look for one of those for you I don't really like that kind Behind of Behind the scenes, like Grand Old Opry. Random fact that you should know about me. I don't know if I've ever told you this. You don't like documentaries? No, I don't mind documentaries. I don't like music documentaries. And I actually, one of the worst things you could do for me would be to buy me a live at the record. I would fucking die. What? I hate it. It's the worst. Oh my God. See? So I don't... <sighs> First of all, you guys know, unpopular opinion. I don't like huge guitar solos. Live at the whatever always comes with some unnecessary and somebody on the drum and you're like, shut the fuck up. Get on with the song. I like the song. Play the song. What are you doing? And the people in the background cheering and screaming, I don't like to hear that. I like to hear my song. I have a theory that you're, you're not that big of a fan of music. That's not true at all. Hmm. I, I mean, if George Strait busted into... Uh, no, I don't like guitar solos. I like the I like the music. I like the song. Hmm. That's not part of the song. That's not a song. That's a solo. 
If you're part of a band and you're doing a solo and it's not part of the song, you're just going out on your own. I'm very uncomfortable right now. I know, you don't <laughs> like it at all. If uh, we, just, we have different ideas about what is enjoyable right. and what you like. And that's also you love rock and roll and I don't. I know he's uncomfortable again. It's like we've never met before. You know this about me. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep hoping that things will change. <laughs> But I think the that's why the music documentaries don't do it for me because it's all live music, and it's it's just it feels very chaotic and and I don't really care that much about that. I was just listening to an amazing live album on mm. my walk with Roxy, and I was air drumming when no one was looking, and wow. that's nerd central. But I was so moved by it, and I'd never listened to it before. It's uh, how the West was won from Led Zeppelin. I'd never listened to it before for whatever reason. It's from 1972. And it is tremendous, full of solos. The Maybe vocals. My worst nightmare. I know, I know. But I was going, and Roxy was. And I appreciate live music when I'm there. I still don't like guitar solos, but I like live music. It's just something about live. I don't want to hear the fans screaming. I just don't oh, really like that experience. I, like I also that. find, and maybe it's like just too much stimulation for me. Or it's too. I don't like loud either. Like I'll wear. I'm a earplug wear because I don't want to have like tendonitis, and I also just don't really like that much. Like. And I think you like that. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Just admit it. It's okay to be different, Sean. We're different. Complimentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some might say. Okay. Well, in poopy parlance, um, I have something Very to... Very uncomfortable right now. You crack me up. <laughs> oh. My hands are sweating. Your hands always sweat when we do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> poopy parlance. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to keep it to a minimum but I saw something on Instagram and I wanted mm -hmm. to share it with you as well as with the audience. I'll put it on the screen. Mm -hmm. Oh, gross. So somebody made what looks like corgi butts out of bread. And I assume it's some kind of sweet dough, but they filled it with like a chocolate ganache. And when they squeeze the legs, the poop comes out the butthole. Why you'd want to eat that? I don't know. I don't either. People are even though I know it's not what it is. I don't need to think that what I'm eating is dog shit, right? Right. I just, I think if you, if you had just kept the. It could just be the butts. Yeah. Yeah. The butt and the feet. No, it's really cute. No I don't ganache. Need, no. That's just too much. That's too extra. This baker should be fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The ganache. It's, it's too, too But I mosh. fell for it because I thought it was super cute. And then mm -hmm. when you get to the end of this video, when they, they squeeze the legs and the, the ganache comes out the b-hole. I was like, like, why would Ugh. you do that? Ugh. What a. One Dirty random trick. thing that I speaking going back to like our gatekeeper conversation. One thing I do love, and this might be TMI or random, but like it's not even TMI. I'm sharing someone else's story, but like might be a little too uh, much for some people. But this no gatekeeper type of conversation. So there was a woman. I'm always it not excited, but like it warms my heart. Like the good in people when people share like a vulnerable story because they hope it helps other people. Okay. okay. In general, I'm a huge fan of that. And this woman who's, I'd assume, in her 30s and somewhat, she just had a baby. And she was sharing. She's like, this is going to be kind of embarrassing for me. But because I had such a hard time with this, I felt like I needed to talk about it. And she talks about how if she ever got sweaty, she just felt like she smelled bad down there. And she liked natural deodorant. And she felt like if she sweated at all, it would start to smell too. And she's like, I don't understand why I'm just so smelly. Like, I'm not a smelly person. Like, I shower every day, you know. She's like, I know. She's like, I'm chubby. You know, she's had a baby, too. And she's like, but I, like, wash everywhere. Like, lift up everything. And, and she's like, and I was just super embarrassed. And so I went to the doctor and made an appointment. And she's like, they ran all these tests. They swabbed things. And, and they're like, there's nothing wrong. Sorry, I did that again. She's like, they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. Um shower just shower more thoroughly or some some asshole advice essentially like clean okay. yourself better and she's like i left feeling like super down and and like bummed out about it and so i just started like looking online like is anybody talking about this and she's like and i came across someone who said that um that using dial antibacterial soap which i recently purchased helps with bacterial growth on the skin it's like a dermatologist or someone that she found and for people who use natural deodorant and certain things, you should probably wash with this just to make sure you're getting rid of all the bacteria because you are sweating and the sweat gets stink and bacteria, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, so on a whim, I grab some dial soap and she's like, and and uh, I get gold bomb powder, which I didn't buy, but, and she's like, and it works. And I'm gonna tell you what I do. 
And she said, because nobody would help me. And I went to all these appointments and the doctors just made me feel dirty. And like, you know, and so she's literally standing in her kitchen in like these boy short underwear and a tank top to show you how she washes herself okay. so that you can do it too. And I was like, where, oh. where did you get this? On TikTok. Oh, TikTok. I thought it was in the artist's way. And I was like, no, it was, I said no gatekeeping in oh, online. I saw this video. Okay. I'm sorry. I was like, that's in that book. That's not, isn't that book from the 70s? <laughs> the book is from the 70s. Right. Um, I, I was lost. Yeah. But I just thought it was really beautiful. I know it's like kind of like a, oh my God. Like, but, but everybody has body odor and like to talk about how to control it. Also, fuck doctors sometimes, man. Why can't you hear people out and be like, at least they consider it you know okay well nothing's actually wrong with you so the smell must be coming from this here are things i know about that what causes smell on skin right that's really what she needed someone to say you know sweat causes bacterial growth maybe try an antibacterial soap like you can clearly make that and she says she uses gold bond powder after the fact in all her folds because it keeps her dry all day and she found that from another woman who'd lost all this weight and had extra skin mm -hmm. and it was getting irritated and gold bomb powder stopped that. So she had to do all this like non-medical research. But how cool is it that we live in a time where you can I get know. information. She found the information and then she passed it along. Mm -hmm. And but the fact so, that she was able yeah. to find it. Yeah. And the comments were so, it was just such a good, I was like, Ooh, all the feel goods. Mm -hmm. I love stuff like that because then people aren't like i think that's the crazy cool thing about the internet is then people aren't sitting in silence thinking like god i'm fucking dirty and like i shower all the time i don't know what's wrong with me you know because that's how she was feeling and she's like i was like embarrassed to like wear a dress and like sit down because like what if a waft of like boe smell comes out and i'm like oh my god and then she's like and like being intimate with my husband i was like Ugh. like it made her so uncomfortable mm. i'm like all she needed was somebody to like listen and offer some honestly basic advice try this yeah because you know you know those doctors have some kind of antibacterial soap they could have offered i mean it's not like they're holding it back no it, it just sounds it to like be, an uneducated it doctor. sounds to be really dismissive i think sometimes doctors and not all i'm not putting them all in there but like they can be really dismissive like i've contemplated when i go back to la seeing my old OBGYN maria because i loved her so much and she actually took her time hmm. you know finding a good person is sometimes really hard yeah anyway that's TikTok from Katie. Things that I've learned and I thought was interesting and also just like heartwarming. I like that. I think that's a good segment. Yep. Heartwarming Heart, TikToks. Heartwarming TikToks. I can bring those to you all the time. I've got so many. Cool. I enjoy them. All right. But anyway, yeah. Time to get into our letters. We only have time for one letter. I know. It's my fault, you guys. I had my artist away my last meeting with Karen. And it's also 530 on a Friday. I got a skadoodle. I'm going to get in the pool too and hopefully... Our dog a do girl gets in the pool. If she does, let me know. I'll take Send pictures and videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will document. Karen's very good at documenting. Okay. I'll try to be better too. Okay. But we have a letter before we go, before I go, from our Savannah Banana. Sarah, she's back. Hey. And it is entitled Job Searching, Missouri, and Names. Cool. It says, hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. It's Sarah, the Savannah Banana here. As previously mentioned in a prior letter, I'm currently unemployed and looking for a job. The thing is, I don't know what to do. I talked to one of my cousins. She's a pharmacist. And she said pharmacy technicians are always in need. They are. My girlfriend, Rocio's wife, is a pharmacy, uh, a pharmacist. And she was saying that pharmacy technicians are always, same as same as your your cousin's saying. I think it pays well, too. It does. It's a very, it can be a very well-paying job. And it's a pretty cool job that she thinks I would enjoy. Mm. I thought about it some, and I think it might be something for me and worth looking into. Yay. I'm currently in the process of doing more research to know and understand more before I make a decision. Yeah, and I think it's kind of cool, at least from what I understand, is that it's a cool job it pays well. And if you want to go back to school or get more training, you can work your way up. And um, from what I know from Lisa, Rocio's wife, really good health insurance and, and flexibility depending on the type of job you want to get. So she's worked at a bunch of different things, everything from like CVSs to uh, other insurance companies. She's done all sorts of different parts of the pharmacist slash pharmacy component. Um, and so, yeah, just know that there's a lot of options there. I really find the world of compound pharmacy to be very interesting because I didn't know it existed. 
But those ones are, it's like wizards, you know, like they're yeah, mixing they're like, up like, they're like sage witches, like and potions. I have newt and, you know, like, and then <laughs> boil, they come up with, boil. yeah, they're boil like, it'll be tunnel. another 60 days until your product is ready. I'm like 60 days. Yeah, they're like well, we make it. it in the back. Yeah. They've got they a do. mortar and mortar. mortar and pestle and pestle. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Remember we got that mochachete for our wedding. Mm. Did we talk William, to them about this? William one? Sonoma. Crate and barrel. Crate and barrel. I think. No, it was William Sonoma. It was a beautiful gift. I didn't want to get rid of it, so I put it in the garden because, unfortunately, <laughs> the instruction said you have to work the bowl well, with the Well, we're fine pestle. to season it, essentially, you know, yeah. like to get it to a place. Because, okay, if you don't know what a mochachete is, look it up. But it's essentially those a mortar and pestle where you, you make like guacamole. It's I don't know if it's a it Mexican, Mexican thing. Okay, is it a Mexican culture From Mexico. Thing? <laughs> it's from Mexican. <laughs> no, it isn't. I don't know if it's a Mexican culture. I'd assume South American culture thing. We got one from for our Mexico's heavy. in North America, by the way. I, I, I know that, but like, what did you say? What'd you, I you said say? South America. Oh, well, it could be Central America, yeah. North America, South America, all of the Americas. Right. But I think it's a Mexican thing, but I might be wrong. Anyways, <laughs> as we struggle to tell you about the mochachete, it's a bowl with a stick. It's a mortar and pestle, but it has <laughs> legs and it's really heavy. And people make, um, I mean, obviously guacamole in it, but also like uh, different sauces and salsas. And it's a it's a bowl you use for cooking. And it came and it was really gritty. Like if you put food into it, it'd be really gritty. I think it was volcanic uh, mm -hmm. rock. And so the instructions were to pack salt into it, like to grind the salt into it over and over until it fills all those holes. Basically acting like sandpaper. Mm -hmm. So you're wearing down the stone to create a real polished surface which i did i spent so much time my he, hands were like hands were raw it was horrible and it was still gritty and not working and then we read reviews people were like always gritty i had to throw it out and so sean put it in our garden <laughs> we didn't move with it though no we left it in the garden in but Santa Monica. based on this mm -hmm. i think i would be a horrible pharmacist in a compound pharmacy because well, i wouldn't a, be able to I, you, you know, would you would you have saw proper how tools tender my hands were you wouldn't be working with cement like that. Oh, <laughs> These pills are really gritty. <laughs> That's me. I figured I would uh, spice I use, things up. I use my mocha jet. <laughs> but do they have a hint of cilantro? <laughs> mm, a little onion. Okay. So she thinks it's something worth looking into. I'm currently in the process of doing more research right to, before she makes a decision. In episode 150, y'all mentioned Missouri. I don't live there and never have, but I have visited. Okay. <gasps> Tell okay. us more. I went in both Saint went to both St. Louis and Kansas City. In St. Louis there's a city museum and it's basically a big playground for kids and adults. There are many cool things there such as tunnels and slides, school bus on the roof, a Ferris wheel that's also on the roof, and the world's largest pencil. Hmm. Who writes with that pencil? I don't know. Paul Bunyan? Maybe. I thought he was in a different state. Maybe. <laughs> Interesting. We don't know. St. Louis also has the famous Gateway Arch, yes, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Caleb was recently there. I mean, he grew up in Indiana. Not that that's St. Louis, Missouri, but he'd gone with family. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the Gateway Arch. Um, on the way to Kansas City, I stopped in Springfield and saw the world's largest fork. Isn't it funny what is a, like, random things? If I ran a town, if OTDM was a town, mm. what would be our claim to fame? Ooh, what would be what would because we have been to where is it where they have the largest thermometer barstow barstow at um on our way to vegas the, the mad greek restaurant yeah mad greek that's yeah. what it is yeah 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 but you imagine you you elect your official mm -hmm. uh, or your officials for your mm -hmm. town and then they're like we got to get tourism up baby we need something for people to take photos of and oh, stop oh. You know, we don't want them driving through our little town. We want them to stop, to stop and, and have, have lunch and, and take pictures, spend money. Uh, what should we do? I don't know. What do you think? Something that's subliminal. Well, they're in the middle a of a giant desert. fork. Right. Well, oh, the thermometer was like they're in the middle of the desert. I don't know why Springfield, Illinois has the largest fork. Uh, Maybe that was all that was up for grabs. They're like, oh, I'll take the fork. I'll take the, the porcelain dog. See, if I worked in Barstow mm -hmm. in the tourism business, I would cheat with the thermometer number i'd always put it like 10 degrees lower so the people driving it's like 114 you know out there but the thermometer says 104 see so they'll stop why would they stop well because 114 you don't want to stop your car but 104 you could stop you know and then you oh, go in for lunch what... but uh -oh. 114 you just drive through there so you gotta 
you know, fudge the numbers. So the tourists start, you know, oh, look, it's 75. Are you sure the windows feel real hot? Yeah, yeah, 75. <laughs> okay, no? that's your plan. That's fine. I mean, I'm in the plan, Panama. Yeah. A thermometer. I don't know what our thing would be. A giant Let dog named Roxy. <laughs> and she's, what is she? She on her haunches? She walked on her back legs the other day. Oh my God, our dog is evolving. Mm-hmm. I, I've i never seen, well, I've seen it online, but she stood up and took several steps on her back legs. Yeah, after a toy, by the way. Yeah. Highly I, motivated. I tossed the toy and she stood up on her hind legs like a person and, and took a bunch of steps. I was like, what the fuck was yeah, that? I think she's got tricks she has not shown us yet. Yeah. You, a, a good boy or mm-hmm. girl, I guess in this case, uh, they don't roll, reveal all their tricks at once. Oh. You got to keep the owners kind of keep them guessing, yeah. keep them coming back for more. She's like <laughs> trick number thirty-five. She she also learned that on TikTok. Oh, she she's been watching Palm. Remember Jif Palm? Jif Palm. Jif Palm does all those things. I yeah. wonder if Jif Palm's still around because no. he was old. I think he was like fourteen when he started. No, no, but he was like ten when we met him at VidCon. I think she said ten or eleven. And he was a smoker, so <laughs> heavy smoker. Okay. Springfield has the largest fork. In episode 151, names and their meanings was brought up. As y'all already mentioned in the episode, my name is Sarah, and it means princess in Hebrew and is the name of Abraham's wife. My parents chose my name because it sounded pretty, and it started with an S, like both of my parents. That's like my friend Kelsey growing up. They were all K names, their whole family, because when her parents got married, and I could be wrong, I think it was Kevin and Carolyn or something, or no, Catherine. But all K's. So then they had her and sister. And Krarami. That was weird. <laughs> That's like uh, the Kardashians. And then they're like, and then we have Robert. <laughs> well, he's named after the dad, yeah? Uh, yeah, he is. I mean, it makes sense. It's just funny because it's like, we've got Kim. We've got, or Courtney, I guess, is the oldest. Then Kim. Then Chloe. Then Robert. Then... <laughs> Crobert. What's your name? My name's Crobert. Because <laughs> my parents like the word. <laughs> they like the K. letter K. Oh, okay. So <laughs> my dad's name is Stephen and it means wreath or crown and has Greek origins. Oh. My mom's name is Sabine. Oh, Sabina. We know a Sabina. My friend uh, Catherine, they're Polish and her mom's name is Sabina. Hmm. It's a German and Italian name and has Latin and Italian origins. It means woman of the Sabine people. The Sabines were an ancient Italian tribe. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah, I didn't know this until, well, not recently. I've always liked that name, Sabina. It's a very pretty it's name. Nice. Italy is a bunch of, it's a collection of people. It's not what we, what, what, what I we thought, thought Italy yeah. was. I thought they were all the same. Yeah, they're Italians. Right. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, that's my I rock. I rock and roll. Oh. <laughs> that's American Italian, right? Italian American type of thing. Uh, the Jersey Italian. Ah, that's what we know and love. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it funny how like we assume certain things about a certain culture because of the way it's interpreted and expressed in america yeah like northern italians are blondes mm-hmm. uh, i didn't well know that's that. like i even learned when i worked at saint anne's in downtown la um mexicans because if you guys don't know the way that it was like settled and the germans come in and all the different people that have come into mexico and even texas was part of mexico for a while um that's mexicans what- Huh? No, go ahead, sir. Oh, I was like, Mexicans look all kinds of ways, mm-hmm. just like all kinds of people. There's redhead Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canelo, we, the boxer, mm-hmm. he's a redhead. Ginger. Yeah, there was a girl, I remember, this is when I learned about it more. There were there was a girl who looked just like me at St. Anne's, like blonde hair, blue eyed or whatever. And I was like, oh, because like, we had to separate them by floors, unfortunately, because different cultures did not get along with each other. And so I know that sounds like segregation, but it was more for safety. And she was on the first floor, which was most because some of them were gang members also. So it was like Mexican gang kind of girls. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize. I think her name was like Stephanie or something. I was like, I didn't realize that she was Mexican, you know, in, in heritage or whatever. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Her family's from a state out, you know, near Mexico City, like an hour out of the city. And I was like, oh, and I was like, wow, I didn't realize they're like blonde haired and blue eyed. And they're like, oh, and, and there was a redhead. And they're like, she's also, you know, then we talked about why and blah, blah. I wonder if I could be Mexican. It's just, you totally could have, Sean, but you're Juan not. Santo Luis. Juan. Juan is John. Well, that's close enough. Sean, Sounds Juan. Sounds Sean, Juan. And I don't even know. Is Santo, is that Saint? I believe so. Santo Luis. <laughs> They're also Catholic, yes. Yeah, I would be the world's most, the world's least interesting man, <laughs> Juan <right>. Santo Luis. <laughs> I like you, Squeaker. It's like a certain facial expression that goes along with you, right? Just be Spanish. <laughs> So when I'm, tr- when I'm trying to think very hard, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I squint. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. brain working requires. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So that, that's it. Goodbye for now from Sarah, the Savannah Banana. Always a pleasure to hear from you. And yeah. you spark a lot of good conversations. Thanks for sharing your name origin and all this. All uh, that good stuff. Good jazz. And what, you know, you're going to find an amazing job. You're going to find the right thing. I like that you're mm-hmm. doing a little research. Yeah, agreed. Um, it, it takes time. And don't. I like that you're not afraid to try something different because I feel like that's my, like what I've learned through life is like, don't be afraid to take a different job. Try something new. Yeah. What you a know. fun time you get to. You're going to jump into something completely different. And now for something completely different. I know. I'd be a magician if I could do it all over again. Would you? Or be like a card sharp. Mm, you know? Yeah. I follow a person on TikTok that we does would card never tricks. Have met. Mm-hmm. And boy, is he ever good. Yeah. They can be real. It's like, it's, it's magic. Is this your number? No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we had that guy do some card tricks and Jurgen was like, no way. He was, he like was so blown shocked. away. And then he was like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. He like, <laughs> like could he couldn't tolerate the magic. <laughs> It's because German, uh, Jürgen is German mm-hmm. and he's very, although he's an artist, he's also very, uh, not rigid, but uh, formulaic. Methodical. Yeah, methodical. And so he, to see magic performed. He was like, no. No. How did this happen? Wait. <laughs> no. All right. Well, okay. uh, thanks for joining us for another wonderful episode. Well, I don't know if it's wonderful, but. I, I thought it was pretty good. I'll give you a pat on the back. <laughs> You too, honey. If you want to give us a pat on the back, leave a review on Apple. Yes, um, share this with a friend. Listen yeah. with a friend. We had a new review this week. It was nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. said, uh, who's the bozo? And uh, no. that lady's lovely. So <laughs> they did not. I'll take not. that as a... They did no such thing. Have a wonderful weekend, though. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.